What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Browns cast. I'm your host, Kogs. And if you've been listening for at least since the last episode, congratulations, because you now have two houses. Because we told you on this podcast to mortgage everything, to take out debt, leverage yourself to the moon, because we are going, I mean, we, the Cleveland Browns are going to destroy the Cincinnati Bengals. I believe we even said we're going to make them look like a JV team. It's going to be a blowout. Now, we thought it was going to be a two-score game. (laughs) How wrong were we? It was a three-score game, but absolute dominance. And if, I I mean, if, if you didn't watch the game, then you have no idea how incredible that defense was. Absolutely incredible. Now, it was the first game of the season, right? Joe Burrow missed a lot of training camp. He also had a hurt calf. They also had uh, a right tackle who's never played right tackle. And the corners are very young because they have some injuries. So there are a lot of very, and the ground was very wet. It was very wet. Okay. It was raining and it was slippery. Um, just unbelievable. So uh, the Browns played extremely well. Uh, actually, the Browns defense played extremely well. The offense did not. You know, I saw ESPN Cleveland saying, wow, Kevin Stefanski couldn't have coached a better game. He couldn't, it couldn't have been better. What? He could have been a lot better. It wasn't absolutely fantastic. Now, Jim Schwartz, absolutely fantastic. That offense was far from absolutely fantastic. Very far. Okay. Very far. So uh, I want to get into the big news first, uh, because I know uh, that's what you want to hear. Uh, source, this was released, um, about 30 minutes ago. Source Brown's right tackle. Jack Conklin has torn ACL and MCL tests reveal that Cleveland Brown's right tackle. Jack Conklin tore the ACL and MCL in his left knee. A source told ESPN's Adam Schefter on Monday, Conklin will undergo season ending surgery. And when they talk to a bunch of players, uh, asking them about Jack Conklin, a lot of them uh, praise the fact that he even came back. So he's been fighting injuries for a long time. A lot of bumps, a lot of bruises, just a lot of ups and downs. And he was, going, he was thinking about retiring. He wasn't even going to come back to play. But he wanted to be with this team because this is one heck of a team. I mean, you want to be on this team. As predicted, this is an AFC championship caliber team. All right? Now, can they come together to win that many games? That's yet to be seen. But Jack Conklin has put up with a lot of physical injuries to come back. And it's very sad to see that play where he was blocking on the right side and uh, the uh, the Bengals uh, defensive end uh, came in and he wasn't looking and just rolled into his uh, his knee just rolled into it and you saw right when you saw it you knew it was bad you knew it was i thought he broke his femur okay i thought it was like i thought it was crazy but he i mean tearing your acl and mcl is pretty extreme uh it's just um we feel bad our prayers love everything goes to conklin uh torn acl and mcl the question is will he come back ever i mean not this year but will he come back you know i don't know I don't know. I really, really don't know. Uh, former first round uh, pick, uh, 
round one, pick eight of the Tennessee Titans in 2016. The offensive tackle from Michigan State in his eighth season, 6'6", 308 pounds, uh, only 29 years old, born on August 17th, 1994. So not old, but has been through a lot from Michigan, from Plainwell, Michigan. So all of our love uh, and prayers go to Jack Conklin. Now, moving on, let's let's really analyze this game. Okay, what could have been done better? What was done extremely well? And I want to start off with what we're going to do every week. To the best performer, we give a title here. We give the raw dog of the week. Okay, so who is last week's raw dog of the week? I'm going to start with a runner up for raw dog of the week. And then we tell you who the raw dog is of the week. So the raw dog runner up is Dustin Hopkins. Dustin Hopkins, kicker, came in last minute. Cade York was a disaster. We gave him all the chances in the world. It just didn't work out. And uh, we brought in Dustin Hopkins uh, after he lost the job in uh, San Diego. He was competing and just wasn't good enough. And uh, came in and let's see, he had a 34-yard field goal. He had a 43-yard field goal. I mean, he was just absolutely fantastic. So absolutely fantastic. Hit all his PATs. Uh, absolutely great. Absolutely great. So we love him. We love him for that. Oh, I missed his 40. Oh, he had, oh, sorry, 42-yarder, 34-yarder, 43-yarder, and all of his PATs. Absolutely stone cold. Exactly what we need from a kicker. That is the runner-up for Raw Dog of the Week. Now, for week one, the Raw Dog Award goes to Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator, Cleveland Browns. Absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. This Bengals team is outstanding. Okay, this is a team that could win it all. Okay, they've been a top team in the league for multiple years. They just signed Burrow to the second largest contract in NFL history. Highest per year, though, I believe. Uh, and he came in his first game against this highly talented offensive unit and absolutely shut them down. I mean, shut them down. He made the Cincinnati Bengals look like a junior varsity team. They were awful. They never got in the groove. It was just, it was over the whole time. And what he was doing with the defensive line scheme, you saw Miles Garrett coming up the middle as a defensive tackle many times, juking out the center. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. He was like swaying left to right, left to right. And he's so fast and so strong. When the center hikes it back, he can't, he can't get in the way. If Miles Garrett times it right, he goes right by him. I mean, that third down. When they went for it, the Bengals decided to go for it in their own territory. I mean, deep in their territory. And they went for it on fourth down. And Miles Garrett, see, when you are an all-pro, when you are a top, top player, not only that year in the league, but like generational, you come up with the biggest plays in the biggest moments. And that is what Miles Garrett did. He came down with that sack that really sealed the game. That was it. When he sacked him, on fourth down, in their own territory, bam, it was over. I mean, that is what champions do. That's what winners do. That's what all-time greats do. And Miles Garrett could absolutely be that because, as we talked about before, Jim Schwartz always has an all-pro defensive lineman. And who's it going to be this year? It's probably going to be multiple. So Z, Zadarius uh, 
uh, Darius was absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Uh, he was rushing the quarterback probably the most, to be honest. Uh, but uh, before we get into Darius Smith, I want to talk about the secondary of the Browns. The secondary was really magnificent, really good. You look at Grant Delpit, who we pointed out on this show in the pregame. Grant Delpit, big time player, very important. Eight total tackles, seven solo, tackle for a loss and a QB hit. So he had the most tackles on the team. Greg Newsom was solid, very solid in coverage. Five tackles, one solo. Uh, and then Denzel Ward, four tackles. Absolutely fantastic. So um, just absolutely fantastic. Okay. Had a little sound bite going on from ESPN.com. Not a good website. Uh, you know what? Let's pull this on the screen for anyone who's watching this. You know, I want to go through it so you can see it. We're going through the stats right now. Uh, and then Rodney McLeod, four tackles, two solo. I mean, just great. But the pressure on Joe Burrow was so consistent from, I mean, he didn't play much of the fourth quarter, but for the first three quarters, I mean, they really went after him. Whether it was Ogba, whether it was Miles, whether it was Darius, it didn't matter who it was, whether it was Dalvin, they were really giving him a lot of trouble the whole time. Ogbo was fantastic, by the way. He was really good. Very noticeable out there. Uh, I just think the defense all around, uh, I don't know how much better they could have done. Maybe there were a couple plays, a couple of the passes to Jamar Chase. Uh, but, you know, you're going to let some of those off. But to let him, to hold him, Jamar Chase, to five receptions for 39 yards with a long of 12 yards on nine targets. I mean, come on. What else are you going to do? He's one of the best wide receivers in the league. I mean, and then you look at someone like Tyler Boyd, right? Very solid player. Two receptions for 10 yards. How many targets? Three. And then T. Higgins. This is probably the most important part. T. Higgins is a stud. All right. How many receptions? Zero for zero yards on eight targets. On eight targets. I mean, come on. Which brings me to Emerson. Emerson played extremely well. He is one of the most underrated defensive backs in the league. Martin Emerson Jr. is absolutely phenomenal. I was very impressed. He was very, he was noticeably very, very good out there. I mean, just very, very good. So this secondary did a great job. Uh, you know, there were a lot of questions, and Thornhill was out, which I thought was a bigger storyline than we were making it. Uh, but they just, they really, they were hitting on all cylinders, and that is why Jim Schwartz is the raw dog of the week. Okay, now uh, we're going to go to the offense. Um, but before we do that, I want to watch the play where Deshaun Watson scrambled for the touchdown. So we can go through it and kind of, you know, analyze what, what really went on here. So it was second and 10, all right? It was 22 seconds left in the second. We were up, th Cleveland was up three to nothing. Uh, they were on uh, basically the 13 yard line. And you had a bunch set up top, and he was empty backfield, and then you had Amari at the bottom. So let's play this through. Joku and Moore in the same bunch. That play the drop. Watson looking for himself, and he's got it. Touchdown, Browns. That was that was fantastic. So uh, let's go back here. So the biggest thing on this play, honestly, was that block 
by Amari uh, Cooper was absolutely huge. So you watch if you're not watching it. So basically, uh, he's right outside uh, the left, uh, coming up on the left side, right outside the hash mark. And Amari Cooper is basically have the only guy who can probably get to Sean Watson at this point. And he has to go around Amari and Amari blocks him perfectly, perfectly could not get him. There was just no way to get him. And Watson's fast. He's fast. He's long. Reminds me a lot about Terrell Pryor when he was running at Ohio state, very long legs. Uh, It was just an incredible touchdown, but he didn't play great. Okay. He didn't play absolutely great. So people are saying like uh, uh, that they couldn't have coached that uh, Stefanski couldn't have coached a better game. What are they talking about? They could have coached a better game. The offense was not spectacular. Deshaun Watson was 16 of 29, 154 yards, average five yards a throw, 5.3. It's not good. One touchdown, one pick. The pick was tipped. Three sacks, loss of 10. QB rating, 67.3. You got to perform better than that. But on the other side, you got Joe Burrow, 14. Listen to this stat line, how good Jim Schwartz was with coaching the defense. Joe Burrow was 14 of 31, 82 yards. That's an average of 2.6 yards a throw. Two zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, could have gotten an interception, but it's okay. Zero. Uh, two sacks, loss of 15. QB rating 20.4. I mean, that is unbelievable. We really just crushed them. Uh, and then you look at the running game. Mixon had a 22-yard rush, which was pretty big. 13 carries, 56 yards. So he did average 4.3 yards. You got to probably hold him a little less than that. Uh, but then on our side of the ball, Nick Chubb, 18 carries, 106 yards, 5.9 yards a carry with a long, long of 17, 5.9 yards a carry. When they were giving Nick Chubb the ball, it was like every time he touched it, he just went for 10 yards. And all I kept saying was, why aren't they just giving it to him every time? Just give it to him, give it to him. And they kept giving it to Jerome Ford. Now, I think later in the game when they were giving it to Jerome Ford, they were just doing it to save Nick Chubb and not get him hurt. It was wet out there. And we were already up, so why risk it? But I kept thinking, like, Nick Chubb is just, every time he gets it, he's, boom, 8 yards, 10 yards, 11 yards. It was just unbelievable. And yet, every time I looked, it was a handoff to Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford had 15 carries for 36 yards. So think about that. He averaged 2.4 yards a carry. He had 15 carries for 36 yards. Nick Chubb had 18 for 106. We just kept giving it to Jerome Ford. And I was like, what are we doing? I kept thinking, literally Nick Chubb would just get the ball and he would take off for 10 yards. Boom. Maybe he would stop once. I'm like, just give it to him. And then every time I see they're handing it off, it's Ford who also fumbled by the way. Um, and then on the receiving end, Elijah Moore led the team with three receptions, 43 yards, had a very nice run on that 33 yard, uh, reception. Mari Cooper had three receptions for 37 yards, could have been hurt, but luckily he wasn't. He slid, uh, when it was really, it was really wet on the field and he like, he went to catch a ball and like, he did catch it, but he like slipped his left leg and it looked like he could have tore something. He was healthy. He came back out. He was fine. Njoku, two receptions, 24 yards, uh, had, a, had, a, had a pretty big reception. And on the other side, Jamar Chase, like I said, five for 39. Joe Mixon was second, three for 17. Irv Smith Jr., three for 17. They got nothing. They have nothing. They were absolutely shut down. David Bell missed a pass, so he had no, uh, no catches. Um, he really did drop that ball. Uh, but overall, I mean, it was a dominant performance by the defense, dominant performance by Dustin Hopkins, the kicker, and the offense needs work. There's no doubt about it. Watson didn't look good. He threw he ever, he threw the ball into the ground 
on many occasions, like a weird amount of times, he took the ball and he would throw it to the wide receiver and it was always short. Now it was wet. The weather wasn't good. It could have slipped, but he did a lot, a lot. Okay. And don't forget, he did that last year when he would be throwing to someone and it would hit right below, like at their feet. He did that last year many times. Okay. And I remember that because I'm like, this is so weird. Why are so many of his balls going into the dirt? And this happened again. Now I'm hoping it was the weather and he did get better towards the end of the game. There's no question about it. He lifted it up a bit, but he threw a lot of balls into the dirt. And so I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a mental block like Chuck Knobloch or if it's, you know, the weather, but let's hope it's the weather. We'll give him to week two, but just something to look out for. How many throws does Watson throw short where it just dies of steam? It's going to the wide receiver and just boop and just plops on the ground many, many times. So the biggest thing we got to look out for on Monday night against the Steelers is the big fella. The big fella is DeWand Jones, number 79, offensive tackle. He's going to take the place of Jack Conklin. He's six foot eight, 375 pounds. Yes, you heard that right. Six foot eight, 375 pounds pounds of just pure mass just mass that is gigantic he went to ohio state excuse me he's a rookie he was drafted in the fourth round 111 overall and that is who's going to take the place of jack conklin now one thing to note after he came in when jack conklin went down and is now out for the season but he didn't come back in dewan jones immediately came in and you didn't really hear much you didn't hear anything that's a good thing. When a rookie comes in at a key position, right tackle, and you don't hear his name, that means he's doing his job. I mean, that is amazing. You didn't hear anything. You didn't hear about how they're, they're just beating him down. They're getting sacks, just crazy. I'm sure he messed up some assignments, but he held his own. He came in as a rookie without notice, wasn't the starter, had to come in and react and play as a professional, and he did. And I think that we... Really need to watch what he's going to do because next week he's going again, uh, going against TJ Watt. And uh, let's just say that's probably the second hardest person you can go against besides Nick Bosa. Okay, so it's going to be a big test, but we'll see what happens. He held his own. You know, he wasn't ready to be the starter. Came in for Jack Conklin, who's a stud, and he played well. And he is massive. He's almost 400 pounds. Oh my gosh, that is insane. So Dewan Jones. Number 79, that's who you got to keep your eye out for. He is going to be the most important player next week outside of Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson really needs to play well. He did not play well. He did not, okay? He had that great run. He had a couple of good runs for first downs. No question about it, okay? No question about it. But, I mean, he did rush for 45 yards on five carries, nine yards a carry, and he had some pretty good nine-yard runs, and he had that touchdown. Uh, but he needs to do better passing. He has to get more than 154 yards. Uh, he has to complete more passes. 16 of 29 is not good enough. Uh, he did get sacked. He was hurrying quite a bit, um, but he really needs, I don't know if it's the wide receivers being covered, but it seemed like it was his decision-making often. He needs to get rid of the ball faster, uh, but the wides need to get open, and people like David Bell cannot just drop the ball, okay? They can't just drop the ball. That's not okay. Absolutely not okay. Elijah Moore, you know, first game, it's all right. Donovan Peoples-Jones, only one catch, 12 yards, but the guy is solid. He's solid. Donovan Peoples-Jones just gets his job done. I don't know what else to say. He just does his job. He's just a pro. You got to give the guy credit. He's just a pro. So we told you to mortgage your life. 
because we thought that it was an absolute joke. We couldn't believe the Browns were actually underdogs against the Bengals. Minus two and a half or plus two and a half. They were underdogs. I mean, that it was insane. We told you to mortgage everything, go out in debt, take liens on everything, and double up because it's a guarantee. Show me another podcast that was as accurate as us. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. And that's why you listen to the Browns cast and we appreciate it. Um, if you want to subscribe to the Browns cast, please go to browns.transistor.fm. You could subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can watch on YouTube, uh, wherever you like to consume your Browns media. We're going to bring you breaking news, just like we did with Jack Conklin. We're going to give you the most accurate picks. We'll probably go undefeated and never get anything wrong. Uh, and we'll probably be the most accurate podcast out there, obviously. Uh, but listen, we're humble here. We don't need to rub in your face. Just if you want to make a lot of money and double up your wealth, that's just what we do. But this isn't betting or gambling advice. Just have to say that. This is just uh, stuff we talk about here, okay? We can't give recommendations. We just tell you what's going to happen before it happens. That's basically it. Um, so yeah. So uh, Jim Schwartz, congratulations on being Raw Dog of the Week. Dustin Hopkins, you were very close, but we're very happy. Absolutely deserved a game ball. Solid. The kicker was probably um, the most uh, you know uneasy position. We didn't really know what to expect out of the kicker. Um, and he absolutely came in, drilled it down the middle. Bad weather. Every time, he was fantastic. Dustin Hopkins, we're happy you're a brownie. Welcome to Cleveland. You are a great kicker. We love you. All right. That's all we got right now. That's it for the Browns cast. I'm your host, Kogs. And, um, you know, until next time, go Browns. Bye.